Welcome to Full Circle with Jerry Bryant. It's the classic Jesus music radio show. It's a look back at where it all began. This is Full Circle, looking back at the beginnings of today's contemporary Christian music. Now, Now, here's your host, Jerry Bryant. Hi everybody, this is Jerry Bryant. You know it's exciting to recall the early days of Jesus music every week on Full Circle. Not that we're living in the past, but some awesome life-changing events happened back in that day, and they had a huge effect on today's contemporary Christian music, believe me. Now on this episode of Full Circle, a very special guest whose pioneer Jesus Music Group left a lasting mark in more than one way. And you'll hear that interview in a few moments. But first, let's start the show with the older brother of John Michael Talbot, a song from Terry Talbot. Here's one that first appeared as a live cut on Terry's album, A Time to Laugh, A Time to Sing. But three years later, he did a studio version of it with his brother John Michael and Jamie Owens Collins providing background vocals. Looking back to 1981, with an album called A Song Shall Rise, here's Lamplighter. La 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 light, he's so right. La 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 light, he's so Lamplighter lived a long time ago And he traveled far, traveled wide He left a little glow wherever he would go And when he spoke, his word would shine La 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 light The people came to behold the sight A forgotten light within them stirred And when they took a look into lamplighter's eyes They saw the sun and a song was heard Was a wretched soul And he hated all Lamplighter's ways So he gathered up the ones Who were dark and cold And they came to snuff Lamplighter's flame But darkness cannot contain the light 
for a granite to his everlasting flame and for lives that are not living just shrouded in the night the light is in his name Lamplighter, a special request from Terry Talbot that went out to Rick Peterson. Hope you enjoyed it, brother. Now, Rick wrote, Jerry, I really enjoy this show. It's interesting to see how God moves through time. I was looking on iTunes for some older CCM music and came across your podcast. And I was surprised that I remembered your old Jesus Solid Rock radio show. I used to listen when I was a young Christian in high school in a suburb north of Chicago. I keep hoping for more music from Phil Kagey, Terry Talbot, and the Pat Terry Group, as well as some of the others that show up on iTunes. I've transferred all the records I own to my computer, but miss many of the songs I enjoyed from the older artists. Well, I'm glad to play the classics, brother. And like Rick, you can request a song as well. I'll tell you how in a moment. And if you'd like to find out more about some of the older artists, you might find a link at my website, at www.fullcirclejesusmusic.com That's fullcirclejesusmusic.com Well, if you think you've heard this next song recently on Full Circle, you're right, because it was the unmistakable, husky, robust vocals of Barry McGuire, as heard on episode 69. But this version of the song, Walk in the Sunshine, is from the simple, sweet voice of Jamie Owens Collins, who's, by the way, great friends with Buck and Annie Harry. Now, on her first album, they gave her one of their songs that they hadn't recorded. They even lent their newly formed group called The Second Chapter of Acts to provide background vocals for the project that Buck was producing. Now, the album, Laughter in Your Soul, was released in 1973, just one year before that landmark debut Second Chapter of Acts album, entitled With Footnotes, was released. This was a first glimpse that most people had of the siblings Annie, Nellie, and Matthew. So with no further ado, here's a pioneer in her own right, Jamie Owens Collins, and Walk in the Sunshine. Try 
from the lamplighter who leads us from darkness into his glorious light, Jamie Owens Collins, taking a walk in the sunshine. This is Full Circle. My next song has a rich history. It's based on a traditional hymn whose original lyrics were penned by Annie Barker. Here are some reflections on the song by Iris Sankey, who wrote the music for the tune. He said, I sang this hymn for the first time in the Free Trade Hall in Manchester, England, in 1883, at one of Mr. Dwight Moody's meetings. The service was held at 8 o'clock on a gloomy winter morning. The hall was densely crowded and filled with a mist, so much so that the people could hardly be discerned at the further end of the hall. And I felt the need of something to brighten up the meeting, and then and there, decided to launch this new song. It was received with so much enthusiasm and at once became a favorite of Dr. Moody's and continued to be so until his death. Now, some of you may know that Mr. Moody was hailed as the Billy Graham of his era and the Moody Bible Institute and the Moody Radio Network are part of his legacy. Since we have this fresh reminder of Barry McGuire, let's ask him to sing along with the second chapter of Acts as they tackle this classic with new music by Jim Patton and some additional lyrics penned by Barry and Jim. Both were members of the Agape Force in Lindale, Texas. And I can remember while I was serving at the Agape Force that, well, this was one of the songs sung at many of the services held there during the early Jesus music days. From Barry McGuire's 1974 album, Lighten Up, here's When the Mist Has Rolled Away. When the mist is rolled in splendor from the beauty of the hills And the sunlight falls in gladness On the rivers and the rills We recall our Father's promise In the rainbow of the spray We shall know each other better When the mist has rolled away We shall know as we are known Yeah. 
ocean shall resound through endless days when the shadows have departed and the mist is rolled away we shall Mr. Barry McGuire, on Full Circle with Jerry Bryant. Now, you may already have been able to guess who my special guest is in the light of this last song. Stay tuned so you don't miss the special interview that we did recently. Say, maybe you'd like to respond to this classic Jesus music show and drop me a request. My address is info at fullcirclejesusmusic.com. That's info at fullcirclejesusmusic.com. We've produced over 100 episodes of the show, and you might like to catch up on past shows by going to the videorocket.com site. That's videorocket.com. Or if you have an iPod, download them free at the iTunes Store. It's easy. After the first 100 episodes were underwritten by a sponsor, I'm now asking you, the listener, would you like to help underwrite a particular episode, either individually or with a group, whatever? Just let me know if you'd like to help when you write info at fullcirclejesusmusic.com. That's info at fullcirclejesusmusic.com. Thanks. Hi, this is Annie Herring of the second chapter of Acts. You are listening to the very best of classic Jesus music on Full Circle with Jerry Bryant. Glad you stayed with me, because here's another listener's letter that reads, Dear Jerry, on episode 89, you played a song called Lead Me to the Water by Brian Duncan. One little tidbit I noticed is that this song has a particular rhythm pattern similar to another song that has its ties to Jesus music. In his BC days with Kansas, Carrie Lipkin wrote a song called Portrait He Knew, which was on their LP Point of No Return. Then 10 years later with his band AD, he remade it as Portrait 2 to refer specifically to Jesus on the album Prime Mover, whereas the original version referred to Albert Einstein. I'd really like to hear that song again after all these years. Rick, you're pretty sharp, Rick, to put all that together, but we know the song you're referring to, and there is a really big difference between head knowledge, Albert Einstein, and heart knowledge, Jesus Christ. Here you go. Enjoy the song, Rick. And coming up, if you haven't guessed it by now, Annie Herring from the legendary second chapter of Acts is my special guest. A lot of us had dramatic conversion experiences, but wait till you hear this one.
from the legendary rock band Kansas, Carrie Libgren and A.D. on Full Circle. Like that Carrie Libgren request we just heard from, here's another one from a song from the 80s from an old friend of the family during my days up in Carbondale, Illinois, when I was producing the Jesus Solid Rock Show. And he writes, Hi, Jerry. So here I am again working in my office, listening to your show with songs from the group Fireworks and a band I had totally forgotten about, Prodigal. I think I saw them at the Agape Fest with you guys back in the day. I remember seeing Fireworks play there, and the guitar player had a broken arm, so they had a stand-in for that show. Now for the trivia question. Who was that stand-in? Well, I don't know the answer, but maybe one of my listeners does, and will write us. And there's another band I remember seeing at the Cornerstone Festival in the very early days at Grays Lake, Illinois. It's strange. I have a vivid memory of standing in the metal building, the side stage, with Terry Lipton, you and your son Andy, while watching that show. They were called N3D. Do you have their album? I know I had a cassette at one time. I'd really like to hear something from them. Thanks, Eric Wheatley. Boy, Eric, you've come up with some obscure requests. The only thing I've been able to dig up is a song called Can't Stop, from their 1985 debut release, No Glasses Needed. Enjoy!
can't stop from N3D on Full Circle, where you'll hear a variety of songs from our past, as well as special guests who stop by from time to time. You might be wondering how this show got started. It's an amazing story of how a mission organization sponsored our first 100 shows because Dr. David Shibley believed in bringing early Jesus music back to the listening audience, and I'm so grateful to him and his Global Advance team. But that season's passed, and now my family of Jesus music fans have the opportunity to keep Full Circle going. You can sponsor a show either by yourself or with friends. Just write me and I'll tell you how. No hard sell. But if you'd like to help, just let me know. My address is info at fullcirclejesusmusic.com. That's info at fullcirclejesusmusic.com. Now, if you forget the address, you'll find it at my website, www.fullcirclejesusmusic.com. That's fullcirclejesusmusic.com. If you forget the address, you'll find it at my website, www.fullcirclejesusmusic.com. Don't leave out the Jesus. FullCircleJesusMusic.com You'll also find a link to the playlist of my past shows, my radio station affiliates, and the websites of a lot of the early Jesus music artists. And much more. Check it out. Full Circle. Full Circle. Hi, this is Annie Herring of the second chapter of Acts. You are listening to the very best of classic Jesus music on Full Circle with Jerry Bryant. Glad you stayed around. In a few moments, Annie Herring from the second chapter of Acts will be my guest. Now, this show has given us an unusual opportunity to connect with some old friends through some unusual ways, like Facebook. A number of you found the show because someone sent you a Facebook link. I'd love to hear your story, how you connected to the show. And if you ever get on Facebook, you can be part of the Full Circle Jesus Music Group and get heads up on new episodes as they're released. Now, the other day I came across an old Jesus music pioneer on Facebook, former love song violinist Fred Field. Now, Love Song was the pioneer Christian rock music band put together by a group of people who believed that one of the various ways to glorify God and His creations in this world was through music. Though not lasting for very long, the band was successful in proving that music indeed is one of the vehicles to reach to not only God, but to others. All this originated in 1970, when the Jesus movement was just taking shape and gaining popularity. The band sported the image of the Jesus freaks of that day, with their long hair and full-grown beards. But even though the times have changed, Chuck Gerard, Tommy Coons, Jay Truex, and Fred Field were clearly forerunners for today's CCM. Fred was born in Hollywood, California, a gifted guitarist and singer, but also an accomplished violinist who played with the Downey California Symphony. As an original member and principal writer for Love Song, Fred was among the pioneers of contemporary gospel music. Other projects included a solo album on Maranatha Music, Fred Field and Friends, a musical called Through These Eyes, The Gospel According to Luke, and its sequel, Acts and so much more. And Fred has more than 50 published and recorded songs, many of which appeared in various forms all over the world. Here's Fred Field and That Morning. When that 
morning finally comes, everyone will be there. All the great and all the small, everyone will be there. All the girls and all the boys. Gonna meet their savior, full of joy. When the Lord will claim His own, and we'll see our Jesus on His throne. When that morning finally comes, everyone. Rich and all the poor, everyone will be there. Paid and full upon His cross, and the blood He shed that was a cost. The greatest gift we can receive. All for the asking, just believe. When that morning Someday soon, he will return. And what a morning that will be. Fred Field, on full circle, back to where it all began. Where's Fred Field today? Well, due to his interest in language, Fred returned to school to study linguistics, which led him to a second career in teaching. He has a B.A. from the University of California, Irvine, an M.A. from California State University, Fullerton, and finally, his Ph.D. from the University of Southern California. A published author and frequent speaker in his academic field, Fred's currently an assistant professor in the Department of English at California State University, Northridge, and I hope to have him as a guest on a future episode of Full Circle. This is Jerry Bryant, and you'll be glad you stayed on board to hear the conversation I had with our guest on this episode. Now, a lot of us had dramatic conversion experiences, but wait till you hear this one. Annie Herring from the second chapter of Acts is my special guest, and we recently had an in-depth conversation at Michael Mardian's studio here in Nashville. This is Full Circle. I'd like to know how you really did come to know the Lord Jesus, and then how did he teach you to play the piano? My husband, who wasn't my husband at the time, came to know the Lord before I did. And I was living with Jimmy Webb at the time, I mean at his house, and with another group, with with my sister and uh, two guys in Hollywood, and we were... We were at that place where you're just going to make it, you know, and then I, I started getting calls from all kinds of people from the world. And that's, a, that's another whole world story, and I don't need to go into that. But eventually, what, what happened is I, uh, I had known Buck before he knew the Lord for several years, and then he came and shared Jesus with me, and I just thought that was, I, I've tried Jesus, you know. I've s- searched the world over, and I've tried Jesus because I was raised as a Catholic, and I just lumped Jesus into that, not thinking that, Jesus the person, Jesus the Lord. So um, 
I said, well, I'll see you later, babe. You know, I didn't want anything to do with Christianity, whatever. And then I saw him two weeks later. He came and knocked on my door, and his countenance was absolutely different. And I just, I bolted back. I said, what has happened to you? I said, whatever has happened to you, that's what I'm looking for. I'm seeking that. And what happened was that he was baptized in the Holy Spirit, and it changed him. And what it did for me was I saw it. And the thing inside of me that was longing for the truth, seeking those three or four years, you know, when you're 18 through 23, that that seeking, seeking, and there it was on his face. And so he said, Annie, you can't believe what happened to me. And so then he gave me the book, uh, They Speak With Other Tongues, and I read it that night, and I got up in the morning, and I quit the group, uh, and then I went on my journey. I went to a, that night I went to a long hair uh, house. There were churches at the, nobody would enter into a church. Are you kidding me? You know, nobody goes to church. So we went to this long haired place, and um, Buck said, This is, you know, this is Annie, and, you know, hey, uh, she wants to be baptized in the Holy Spirit. Okay, and so he went through all this thing, and now I look back at it and I know what he was doing. But at the time, I just said, yeah, 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 yeah. You know, do you believe in Jesus? Yeah, I believe in Jesus. Do you believe in Jesus? Yes, I do. Yeah, just get on with the program. I want the, I want this Holy Spirit thing, you know. <clears throat> so they put me in this room, and then they all started praying around me. And I'm sitting in a chair, the hot seat, they used to call it. And I'm sitting there, and these people start praying in tongues. So I had never heard anything like that. And I'm going, oh, my goodness sakes. And then they started to sing. And I'm sitting there just going, oh my my goodness. Now this is really personal, and that's just the way it's going to be. Um, oh my goodness, here are all these people, and they're singing in a different language. They're singing a different melody, because my ears could hear that. And I'm going, but it's all working. It's all working. And then I was ushered into the heavenlies. And I saw, and I didn't know anything of, of the word yet, but there were there was this throne, and there were these elders, old people, Elder, I, they're distinct, beautiful, but older. Incense. I could smell the incense. I could see the, the, the throne and the, the dimension. I'm telling you, it was so different because I was right there in the front, but at the same time, I was way in the back, and there were millions of people. And you could see their the heads, you know, like kind of like if you're in a theater and you see those black heads, you know, kind of a thing. Uh, but you were in front of every. You were in front, but you were behind at the same time. It was just wonderful. I thought, oh, this is really out there. And then I saw Jesus. Oh, and I reached up because I thought, oh, the only way I knew how to express myself was physically with love, you know. And so I reached up to just, I just, oh, I just wanted to kiss him. And as I reached up, I started to go to to touch him, and I felt every sin I'd ever committed in my whole life fall upon me. And I thought to myself, there is no way that Jesus could possibly love me. It's impossible. How could this spotless, most beautiful thing in the world possibly love me? And so I just got up out of that chair and I just ran out of that room and I said, forget it. It's impossible. How could he love me? And I went out into the night, into the field, and and I prayed and prayed and or I don't know if you call it praying. I cried and cried and and because I knew I was lost and I, I knew I had no hope. I mean, I thought that's impossible. There's no way. And somehow or other, by the time morning came, my first thought was, how could he love me so much that he would take on all of those sins? And I felt 
that then I knew the Redeemer and I knew the power of the blood because I had given my life to Jesus and he absolutely took every sin and changed me, spoke my name. And uh, I was able then after that to uh, shut the door to all the offers and there were big offers of the world because Jesus told me, he said, you can have everything you've ever wanted. You can have fame. I was speaking with a wonderful producer and the Lord spoke to me at that while I was there, you can. I'm, he's offering everything you've ever wanted, and you can have it, everything, or you can have me, and that's your choice. He didn't say you can have me, and I'm going to do this, and I'm going to do that, and I'm going to do this. It was, or you can have me. Well, there was no comparison, no comparison. How could I want anything other than Jesus? I said, well, Jesus, I I want you, and that was the key. That was the power, and that was the the beginning of the gift that was resident in me from my mother's womb to start to turn, to start to rise up. And so music for me was, was that gift. Make my life a prayer to you. I want to do what you want me to. No empty words and no white lies. No token prayers, no compromise. I want to It comforts me to know you're really 
Danny Herring, and the song penned by the late Keith Green. Make my life a prayer to you. Annie's my special guest. We talked together at Michael Martin's Nashville studio a while back. I was three years old and uh, out on a farm. There were nine, nine of us, nine of us kids. And my mom was an excellent pianist. And she was in the, her piano uh, playing some amazing Rachmaninoff piece. And she was playing with such authority and it was just roaring out of there. And so in such delicacy and such a beauty. And I was caught uh, caught by this sound and I'm outside and I'm, I'm looking east and I'm looking at the tree line and I'm, I'm just thinking oh, I want to know that I'm just captured I want that I wonder how does she do that how does she sit down and look at those notes and play that how does she do that but my little heart was saying I want to know where the little black notes come from in the first I want to know where the music comes from I want to do that I want to be able to play like my mom I want to me, you know, that's all you can think of is I need this gift. And it was just the desire of my heart, absolute desire of my heart. And I met them, the maker of all good notes. <laughs> I met the master musician. You know, I met Jesus. And and then that, that was the beginning of uncapping that gift. It had always been in there. I'd always sung. I, I could play chopsticks. I tried to learn how to play piano just osmosisly. You know, you know, couldn't do it. And wasn't disciplined enough to even, you know, do it. And we were too poor for lessons. So I didn't have that opportunity that was given to, that's been given to many people that don't take it up. But so when I came, then I came to the Lord and, and Buck was aware of that and bought an old piano for me. Uh, it had maybe seven ivories left on it. And I sat down and started to play. And all of a sudden, the um, melody piece just came and I didn't know what I was doing. I mean, I was playing two hands and they were, sounds good to me. And it took me a while to get this song down, but it was it was a cl- little like a little classical piece, and that's the first thing I received from the Lord. It wasn't like a song. And then I started getting melodies, and then Buck would come home from work, and I'd say, I've got this melody, I've got this song, you've got to write words, because I can't write lyrics. And he goes, well, okay. And he is a lyricist. He is great. He has, he can take a thought, start with it, end with it, and make everything rhyme. Beautiful. I can't do that. And so he'd come home and come on. I got a new one. I got a new one. I got a new one. He goes, Annie, I cannot do this. I don't. I can't go to work and then do this. No. He said, You're just gonna have. To, you're just gonna have to do it. I said, Well, I can't. I I can't make things rhyme. I I can't. He said, Well, I tell you what. This was the key. Don't try to write. You sit down and you just play the piano and then you just sing the first things that come out of your heart. Whatever that is, just just start singing. Whatever it is, the words. Okay, I don't have to worry about it rhyming? He said, no. Okay, I can do that, I think. So I I sat down, and of course the first thing I'm going to sing is my experience. Open your eyes and see that the morning comes with me. For I am the light of the world, no one goes to the Father but by me. Why must I be so blind and not see that the light is free? You know, he loves me. So that, that, it's like an epic song, just came roaring forth, and I thought, well, that's, that's not really a song. I, mean, I don't know. So Buck came home and he goes, I said, well, listen, what do you think of this? And he goes, wow. <laughs> that was the end of Buck writing lyrics. <laughs> and that was the key.
One of the most important truths that can change your eternity. Realizing and receiving is pure love. Annie Herring in the second chapter of Acts. And you're listening in on a special conversation we shared not that long ago. Let's get back to it. Back in that era of the Jesus movement, Jesus music caught us by surprise. We really didn't know what it was going to become. We didn't understand it was going to be the beginning of CCM. And as I've been talking with Annie Herring from the second chapter of Acts, she and her brother and sister were just sitting around the piano at home singing worship songs to Jesus, never knowing he was going to say, I'll take you, reach down, and take them into this incredible journey, the second chapter of Acts. Well, and no one would ever call them worship songs, you know, because that phrase didn't hit till way later, you know. But they were really uh, original songs that the Lord would give to me. He taught me how to play piano when I was uh, when I gave my life to Him. And so when Matthew and Nelly came to live with us, they were so surprised because there I was playing piano. And I'm telling them, they'd go to school and they'd come back. But they were 12 and 14 at this time. And I'd, I'd get a new song from the Lord, and I'd been married for about a year. And they'd come home from school, pull up a rocking chair on each side, and I would say, you know, i got a new song. Want to hear it? Oh, Yeah. And so they would, I'd start playing it, and before I got to the end of the song, they were singing the harmonies, they knew, they could see the words on, on, that I had written down on the piano, and they, I mean, they were right there, right now, and that's just the way it was, and that's the way it always was. Amazing. I mean, I've never heard anybody uh, like Nellie who could, I mean, she, she would just ghost me. It was just amazing, with that big, fat voice, so she... She was such a nice, um, the, the mortar between these two thinner voices, you know. Not that Matthew's voice is thin, but um, Matthew's voice, he did more with his voice. You know, I mean, he was floating around all over the place. And so she was that solidity, you know. So it, it was really amazing to watch how God used this, the three of us out of the nine and then to see how our voices worked together. And it was really, really a calling. Moment. Do 
You never know which way the wind blows and what God's destiny is for your life. My time is gone, so I'll just have to continue my conversation with Annie Herring on the next episode of Full Circle. So be sure not to miss that. And be sure and let me know you're listening. Drop me a line at info at fullcirclejesusmusic.com. That's info at fullcirclejesusmusic.com. Thanks for listening. Until next time, keep your eyes to the sky and let your light shine. This is Jerry Bryant. Full Circles recorded in the Jesus Solid Rock Studios in Nashville, Tennessee. Written by Russell Baum and engineered by Jeff Kane. Full Circle is a JSR production. This is Full Circle.